Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, guys? It's your boys, John Lee. And Jack Coughlin. And welcome to another episode of Courtside, a Clips Nation podcast. Today, Jack and I are going to discuss the Clippers' past three-game skid, kind of the uh, status of that team or state of that team, uh, discuss some New Year's resolutions going into 2023, and then what we think about the upcoming games um, that the team will have coming up. Jack, you ready to get into it? I'm feeling great. I'm ready to go. How was your New Year's, John? Oh, it was very fun. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. It wasn't very fun. It was good. But how was yours? Okay. It, it was it was pretty fun. It's a very fun time. Ready to take over 2023. How was your Christmas too? How was all your holidays, your break, everything? Luckily, I got sick during Christmas. So Oh, that's fun. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't that great. But I watched basketball, you know, chilled out. Dude. Got there to enjoy go. the cold California weather, the cold SoCal weather, you know, mid 70s. Yeah, I came back for a week, and luckily it got some sort of warm weather, and I finally was able to go back to a Clipper game, which was super fun, in the crypt, blew out the Hornets, and now I'm battling a slight cold right now. Might have been New Year's festivities catching up to me, but it's all good. Could be worse. Don't worry. That just means you're just like Kawhi. You just miss it with illness, so you're just like a baby Kawhi now. Oh, I love that then. See, that's that's the right perspective to have on things. I like that. I know, but anyway, let's talk about these Clippers. Well, let's. They are off to a three-game skid after having – it kind of seemed like we ha- had a chance to believe in them. Uh, they had a really complete win against the Raptors, but then ever since then, they've dropped three straight. The first one against Boston um, when Kawhi had 26, 8, and 3, and PG had 24, 4, and 6, and Norman 19 off the bench, and then Tatum and Brown having 29. That's against uh, the best team in the league record-wise, so it's not really the worst. Um, but the one after that against Indiana, uh, they kind of wasted a good PG game or a great PG game where he comes back to Indiana and scores 45, gets nine rebounds, four assists. Kawhi had 24-5 and seven in that game. And then they just got uh, handled by Halliburton with 24 and then who had 18 in the fourth and Miles Turner with 34. Um, kind of a disappointing loss considering that's a team you should probably beat. And then against Miami, they didn't have Kawhi due to illness, um, but they did have PG and he had 25, three rebounds and seven assists, uh, but they couldn't really handle Bam, who has who played really aggressive considering the past couple of times I've seen him play. He had 31 and 13. Um, but it's kind of the same story. The A lot of that three-guard lineup of Walt, Kennard and Powell, not necessarily like a horrible lineup, but it's just not the best thing they could put out there. They they do turn it over a little bit and give up some rebounds. Um, and Ty Lue did make it sound like today in his uh, media availability that that trio could be broken up. Whether it means someone's going to get a DMP, I kind of doubt it, um, but maybe splitting it up. 
And then unfortunately in that Miami game, PG uh, retweaked that same hamstring that kept him out seven games. And he's currently listed as questionable for tomorrow against Denver. But Kawhi is not on the injury report, so that's good. So, Jack, what are your thoughts on this team amid this three-game skid? Well, the Celtics game was a great competitive game. You know, we it, we obviously we were down 11 at the half and stormed back. We went down by 10 late in the game when Tyloo went with that small ball unit, and that was when he checked Zubats back in. And I know a lot of Clipper fans, including me, definitely wanted to see Zubats in a little earlier than that because he was doing well. And, you know, we have to go up against Horford and Robert Williams the third. So we made another late-game comeback at that point when you got in, but it wasn't enough, and we ended up losing in a, in a close one. And that's the thing. We sometimes can get a bit too comfortable with those comebacks and trying to just, you know, pull off a massive one in the second half. But, you know, against a top contending team like a Celtics, it's not really going to work, especially in the playoffs. And then I also feel like with this game, not having another backup big really, really hurt us. When we have Zubats and then we have Diabate and Brown, but they're on two-way contracts and they're rookies. So I feel like this was the game that showed like, okay, I think, you know, a, a, another backup big that can come in and, you know, give us some good minutes is really, really essential for the team to pick up. It should be a priority uh, for the front office to go out and get. But honestly, this wasn't really a bad game. I and mean, it could have, it could have been better. It could have been worse, but you know, we stayed competitive in it. And again, we're going up against the best team in the NBA and we had only just gotten healthy. So this was still a solid game to see and Kawhi and PG played well. So it was, it was promising. I definitely took more positive out of this game than negative. And then the Indiana game, oh, that, that was a big bummer. I feel like we really, really needed to get that one, especially because then, you know, no Kawhi in the Miami game, which we lose. Now we're going up against Denver and some other good teams. So that was a real big bummer. Of course, Halliburton had that massive fourth quarter. Miles Turner did well. And like you said, we wasted a great PG game. And then, and then the Miami game, I mean, no Kawhi. So it is difficult, uh, you know, to pull off games without our star, our star guy. And Bam also went off. That that was another thing. The back of big could have been easier to guard Bam because you know it's tough for Zubats as is, and then a smaller defender as well. It's pretty difficult for a smaller defender to guard Bam. So I feel like that's definitely a Clippers priority is to get another backup big. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping this you know this next stretch of games can go better. But it was good to see PG still just consistently playing very very well scoring wise. And, you know, even Kawhi, when he was playing, still doing solid, putting up like, you know, in the mid-20s of points. So there's some positives, there's some negatives, but yeah, I feel like it was that Indiana game that was the big bummer for, for us, for sure. So they're currently six in the West. If they go up one spot, it'd be four five if the playoffs ended. Um, if they were to get that five spot, they would go against Dallas in the first round. But they're in six oh, right no. now, considering everything they've gone through. What's your level of concern? They're always ha- they're almost halfway through the season. So, what what's your level of concern for that? I mean, again, you know, we are still battling injuries here and there, and throughout the whole year, we have and and still very tight. You know, like we're six, four games back of the first seed, but then seven, eight, nine, they're four and a half games back of the first seed. So it's point five games out of the plan, right? So I feel like it's it's nothing to be crazy concerned, life or death right now, because we still have the trade deadline. We still could sign some people with still adjustments to make. Um, so I think, again, 
a main thing is just getting a long stretch of games healthy and not just two or three in a row. And then I think getting the backup big is going to be very, very key. So I would say I'm not, you know, feeling like, oh, we're going to wipe through every all, every team in the West. But I'm not feeling like, okay, the season's just a wash. It's completely over. We're done for. So I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm always more optimistic. So I'm still feeling feeling solid that if we can just, you know, create get some healthy reps in and we can definitely still try to compete for home court advantage in the playoffs. So my concern is, is on a rating of one, to, one 10. to 10. Okay. So one to 10 and 10 is like, oh, Sound yeah, it's, the alarm. It's, it's dire. Ex- exactly. I'd say I'm at like, I'd say I'm kind of in the middle, but I lean optimistic. So I'll go like a four. I'm at six. So we're pretty close, right. but we're just yeah. like slightly on the other end. I'll, I think I'll tell you why I'm like a little concerned. It's just because the schedule is going to get harder. I think that <clears throat> Ty Lu has been put in a tough spot by having all these guys, a lot who deserve to play like m- almost all the guys in the rotation, getting minutes uh, deserve to play. And he's in a really tough situation where he, f- I don't know if he feels like he has to play them. Um, I don't know if there's like politics behind the scenes behind the scenes or there's hidden agendas or whatever, but in the playoffs, I know he'll make the right decision because he benched Pat Bev and that was like fun. And it was like seamless and nothing really happened. I want to know if he's going to do the same thing. Let's say if it's like Reggie or John Wall or Luke, like I feel like that he has that to deal with throughout the regular season because the regular season is about managing uh, your seed, building your process, managing health and managing egos so he has to deal with all that during an 82-game season. Oh, yeah, and then the medical staff uh, withholds players uh, even if they want to play. So he has all these things to juggle. So being in six isn't, like, dire. Um, they could, they should be a lot better, but it's not really the worst thing. I, I, think, I think for me, the defense is a good thing, the top five, I think, still, but the offense is pretty concerning. Like they're still bottom five, and it's almost halfway through the season. You got scores like Kawhi, PG, um, Norman Powell, Marcus Morris. Uh, you can put Luke Kennard in there as well. Reggie, you could kind of put him in there as well. So you have all these scores, and you're still a bottom five offense. So it's kind of like, what's your, what's like, what's what's the problem? Is it like you're not running sets with urgency? Like you're not uh, moving with a purpose? Like, uh, are you too slow? Um, are the shots you're putting up like not the best? Like even though they have had open threes, like it seems like that's the main thing they could do. So I I think if they can address those, um, I don't know how. It's not like they're gonna get younger overnight. Um, it may have to be Ty making a decision, like making a tough decision, like uh DMPing someone else, like uh, like yeah, I'm sure it's tough to see Rocco, but if Matt, if it's someone else, like if Lou Kennard was DMPs, like a lot of people would be upset about that. People were mad about Terrence Mann not even seeing the floor until like the second half against Indiana. So, um, and then John Wall, like he's very, um, he's very heav- heavily criticized as well for his play. So he's Tyler's in a tough spot. I don't envy what he has to go through, but. He, I think some decisions are going to have to be made through this uh, midway point. So um, that's why I definitely I agree. Yeah, I definitely but. agree. Yeah, especially with the trade deadline coming up, and you know, there's 
guys that are in on the rotation or you know trying to get into the rotation. That also the front office, I feel like, has some difficult decisions to make about who to trade, who to go out and get, who's worth keeping in case, who's worth you know letting go for a better player. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of difficult decisions coming in. What if they pulled off a trade? What kind of trade do you think they're making? I still really feel like another backup big is a priority for sure. So, I, I mean, I, I think they could go out and get a, another backup big. I'm not sure who would be traded. Who would you think would be the most likely candidates to be traded? Uh, it's probably like R- Rocco or Morris or Boston or Coffee. Like, I think those guys just – um, because you have, like, more depth – at that position, especially because your best players are two, six, seven, and up wings. You got Nico, who I doubt will be traded. Um, and then if you trade one of Morris or Covington, you you would have the other who's like six, eight or so and above. Um, so you wouldn't lose as much with those guys. I think that's like the most they have um to offer. Now, if they were to offer a loop, they can get a little more, but I don't know if that's going to happen because they kind of need his offense off the bench, um, which is also a reason why I think that they still stick with that three-guard lineup, but we can get through that later. Um, I think you're right. Like, it would be a backup big. I don't know if they would make a big move, like, to get to try to get, like, a Siakam or, like, I any agree, available yeah. star, young star. Like, I know it's ideal, but it's, I don't think we have the pieces to offer someone um, unless – there's a young star on a contending team that wants to leave. So I th- I'm probably with you back up big, but I, I just don't know what, what they're going to go for. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it'll be any crazy star or anything. You know, it could be a smaller move, maybe like a, a, a deal to like, like we did to get that, to get Rondo that one year that we're not super happy about, even though I will stand by, he helped us win game three in Dallas Late in the game, he made some crucial passes. So maybe if we'd ever made that trade, it wouldn't have happened. And we made the conference finals that year. So I'm sticking by that. It ended up working out one way or another. But yes, that trade was, looking back on it, it was definitely not worth it. So I still trust our front office. You know, we have a great front office, great owner. And I feel like they'll make the right call with whatever trade it is. I don't think they're going to, yeah, like you said, they're not going to do anything drastic and completely shake up the team to get a another star or anything. But another solid role player or a backup big or, you know, maybe something to juice the scoring a little bit could work. So yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I I think they have, they have enough to be a good off, uh, a great offense. They're just not like, that's true that they have so many guys. Like you got three guys that can get 20. um, And then you got Morris who can get 15. And then you have Luke who can get 10 to 12 um, on a given night. And that's like, that, that's why I feel like there's more fundamental issues than it is like personnel issues. The only personnel issue is the backup big maybe. And then like arguably your point guard rotation, but you don't even have to close with the point guard uh, with the amount of talent this roster has. Like I'm more of a guy that would want to finish with Norm or man. So that, that's to me, that's a fundamental issue. I don't, I, that's why I feel like they have, they have the, the capacity to improve everything and be good um, it's just, up, I think it's up to them to like find the right combination and then play with the right sense of urgency with all, like you mentioned. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's where yeah, I'm at. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm at with the trade. Um, yeah, I don't think a score would really make sense to 
make a big trade for, to be honest. Because, yeah, we have enough scoring, and it just it, it wouldn't really make sense. And then, you know, our defense could drop off a little bit. So, I agree. I think they just need to figure it out offensively. Yeah, and then uh, PG tweaked his hamstring uh, in the Heat game. He didn't show up, uh, or not didn't show up. He wasn't on the bench to start the fourth. Then he came back with a wrap around it. Um, he's questionable for tomorrow. How would how would you go about this? He he missed like seven games with that hamstring injury. Um, and then now he's retweaked it and he's questionable. So he's like, tr- I don't know if he's trying to play or something or if it's minimal. Where would you go with this? Yeah, I mean, we saw him working it out a little bit at practice today. Saw a video of that and working on him moving. So, I mean, of course, we definitely need to get healthy and we definitely need those reps with a fully healthy team. But, you know, those hamstring injuries can really linger and are very risky. But, I mean, if he's good to go, he's good to go. So, I feel like it's just it's up to the medical staff and whatever they feel is right and yeah, if it's better safe than sorry, then yeah. But I mean, if he's good to go, I feel like you know we want to get those those healthy reps in as the full team. I don't know if it's I don't know if he will be good to go or like considered good to go. I think he will be with playing with something. Um, now, can, considering what the med, how the medical staff has been with everyone besides uh, Reggie, it seems we can make a guess that he won't play. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of concerned on how long this team can last throughout the regular season because it seems like one thing comes after another. If it's like Kawhi's knee stiffness, his bench, um, like him coming off the bench or uh, PG's hamstring or Norm's groin, um, there's always something that comes to this team, and they do have death, but they do need some like some meaningful reps and especially you lose someone like that and you're a bad offense, it's going to be really tough. So um, we'll find out tomorrow if he's going to play. Um, and then it's a back-to-back. So if he misses tomorrow, he could possibly play against, uh, believe it's Minnesota, the game after. Um, and then after that, they're back home against Atlanta. So, and then they got Dallas and then Denver again. So they have kind of a, they don't have the easiest schedule coming up. They they have like teams to play. Um, so hopefully he can get get well soon. Hopefully he can uh heal up, uh, get treatment around the clock. Uh it sounded like the way he said he wanted to see how it felt tomorrow and get treatment, that he doesn't want to miss games, and we should commend him for that. But we need to unfortunately we need to think uh the big picture. So that's it really is just so unlucky how just we'll get a few games healthy and it'll look good. We'll see some good things. We'll see some things we need to improve on. And then boom, you know, someone's out a game or two with a hamstring or a non-COVID illness. It's just been really, really unfortunate so far. And that's that's why I feel like in the next couple weeks or so, if it continues like this, I would say definitely my concern level would go up a notch or two, maybe, you know, closer to yours. Because it really is like – We've just been kind of we've kind of been like a broken record the whole year and saying that we just want to see the team healthy reps continuously, not, you know, a few games, but like a, a long stretch of double digit amount of games or or whatnot. So I'm hoping hopefully 2023 will be a will be the year for that. Yeah, 
Uh, he is questionable, uh, or he's going on the trip, so that's a good sign. But a great segue into 2023 because yeah, this is a great episode. This is a great episode for New Year's resolutions. So, Jack, what are your New Year's resolutions for the Clippers in 2023? Well, like I just said, you know, the obvious one is get the stretch of games when healthy. That's definitely the main one. And then also I would say just coming out of games with more urgency because we've seen the team make miraculous comebacks on any given night, whether it's the bench warmers coming in, whether it's the bench, whether it's the starters doing it, they can make comebacks. We know for sure that they can make a crazy comeback when they go down big. But, you know, late in the playoffs and even just in regular season games against contenders like the Celtics, it's not going to be a consistent recipe for success. Of course, in 2021, in the playoffs, we definitely, that's where we kind of invented it for ourselves. And that kind of became our identity in a way is just making those crazy comebacks, but it's great to have, but we need to come out with urgency and just kill from the start and not go down big and have to claw our way back every single game. Cause it could just be very tiring for the players. And it's just, you got, you got to come out with that mentality right at the start of the game and punch them in the face first, instead of having to come back every game. Cause we saw, you know, championship teams like the bucks the other year, the warriors, that's what they were able to do consistently. is just every single night come out and, take the lead from the start and, and run away with it. And then also I would say, you know, going back to being bottom five in offense is just limiting those scoring droughts where we'll go, you know, numerous minutes without a field goal or without a point at all. And I feel like limiting those is going to be really key because, you know, of course one miss happens and then two and then three and then four, and then it just, you get cold and you get in that drought. So I would say urgency, limiting those scoring droughts to improve the offense and get the stretch of games when healthy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John, 2023, what would you say? Uh, I'm trying to think. What's the record? They're about 37 games. It's almost halfway. I think it's time to commit to the wing stop lineup. I think there's been a lot of qualms about the three-guard lineup, uh, especially defensively, the one specifically of Wall, Norm, and Luke. I think I think Ty Lue does that to help the offense. Because he he can tell that they need it, um, especially being bottom five, and they need Norm to get downhill and get juice, uh, go to the line, um, get to the rack, uh, hit catch and shoot shoot threes. Luke obviously off ball really good, um, and all that. Wall is definitely not having the best season in my opinion, but he is again he is coming off a year, and then he is having like a. It is kind of a bit of a weird fit, I would say. But I think they need to just embrace that wing stop lineup and go big. I mean, we saw the lineup of PG, Kawhi, Nico, Rocco, and Morris uh, in a random preseason game against the Timberwolves, and it was amazing. Like, it, there there was seamless switching. There was um, – they were blowing up actions um, because and then forcing ISOs because, like, they couldn't set a screen without just, like, them just getting through or sl- – or not getting through, just switching easily. Obviously, the offense 
Uh, it doesn't have like a point guard, but you got guys that can cook um, like Kawhi and PG. Um, they can make plays for you. Um, and the reason the they built this team to be that dominant wing lineup um, for all that versatility and switchability. And we just haven't seen it. So I kind of wondering why, why, like, are they concealing their hand? Like it could be that um, because we haven't seen, we, we barely see Rocco at all now. Um, and then even with that lineup, you could still put in team man if you don't want to put in Rocco um, or norm or something. So I think giving them that size and switchability will help, th- would help them. I think getting more stops could get you more opportunities on defense or on offense. Uh, Cause then you can go in semi transition or transition. Don't always necessarily have to be running in a half court set. You can just go, go attack, uh, see what, uh, have forced the defense to match up uh, wherever you're at and then just work from there and then do what you do work off your po- mid post uh, find mismatches then play well you got Nico and Rocco who are good cutters good at relocating you got those guys that could do that and then you have PG and uh, Morris Kawhi that can occupy attention off ball so I I think the wing stop lineup is ready um I think they do need it, especially considering how tough the schedule is going to be and considering how much they need it. I don't care. Like, if PJ or Kawhi don't play, you could still roll one out. Like, you could still go, like, I don't know, Kawhi or Man, Kawhi, Nico, Rocco, uh, Morris. I mean, you could even put, like, Amir Coffee in one of those, like, and get him some juice. Like, he was one of the people that got him that comeback against Detroit, um, someone who runs the floor well someone who plays hard, uh, tries to get downhill, um, takes and can make open shots. So they have, they have all this like in their arsenal. I think, I think it might be time. I don't know if that he just wants to conceal it. So teams can find counters, um, or anything, but who knows, man, it it may be, it may be time to unleash them. I would love to see it. And I mean, it's literally called the Wingstop lineup. Like, you cannot have a better nickname for a lineup. I mean, you got the Warriors nicknames for their lineups. Okay, those, those are pretty good, you know, with the Splash Bros and the Pool Party and the, and the you know, the Small Ball Five nicknames they have. But Wingstop is such a great nickname, so it would just be so great to see that lineup dominate. So I'm with you on that. I want to see that too. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of saw some stuff about, like, last game. Like, Miami attacked Luke. Uh, a good amount. Well, I mean, which any team would. I mean, he hasn't done. He hasn't really done horribly. Um, and then they that would probably shift to like I don't know, um, like Morris. And then if you have like Man instead of Morris, like who do you attack defensively? It it may be like Roko is like your best option, uh, one on one to go after. So it's like even that. And then even then, he has quick hands. He's six nine. Um, he's not like a sieve. So he's, I don't know. It's. I think it's time to see it. Um, now we could be dumb, and him not uh, Tyloo not pull it out till later in the season to get actual reps with them. So he would look like a genius if that ended up working and we went to the finals. But I don't know. I I think I think everyone's tired of seeing the three guard lineup when you have all these bigs. I think he, we even saw Paul George at the center spot at one point, which was really strange, um, considering all this. So. Yeah, that's my uh, New Year's resolution. I hope they follow up on it. Um, so, Jack, coming up, they have Denver tomorrow. 
Timberwolves the next day, uh, both on the road. Then they come back against Atlanta and Dallas and then Denver. What do you think their record will be through those five games? Not not their overall record. Just So they have five games against those guys, Denver twice, Minnesota, Atlanta, Dallas. What do you think they go in those games? Well, I'm going to say I think we'll split the Nuggets game so we'll get one win and one loss. Mm-hmm. So take that and then you got the Timberwolves. I I think I think we can get a dub against the Timberwolves. They've been iffy this year. The Gobert trade has not gone particularly as planned. And same with the Hawks. The Hawks have also been iffy. Um and then the Mavericks, you know, how the Mavericks go and Luka's been on the tear. So I'll say I'll say the next five. You know what? I'm Mr. Optimistic. Give me three and two. Give me a win against the Nuggets once, the T-Wolves, and the Hawks. I'll, <laughs> I'll chop off a Mavericks loss and, and a Nuggets loss. I'm going three and two. All right? I feel like health-wise, we're, we're going to be okay, and and we're going three and two. I'm, do, I'm going the same exact thing. I think they do split one Denver right. game. I don't know which one it is. Um. I would lean towards them. You know what? No, I'm taking it back. I'm going two and three. I forgot I forgot the back-to-back tomorrow. I think they're going to draw both of those just also because mm. Kawhi and John Wall probably aren't going to play against the Timberwolves. And then uh, Paul George is still questionable. So even if you don't have those guys, I worry about that, that offense without them. So I'm going to go two and three. I think they'll... I think they'll get the second game against the Nuggets uh, at the tail end, and I think they'll they'll get the Hawks. And then I think Luka's going to take everything for the past two years personally and then drop 50. So I would absolutely love that. I, I would be going ballistic. I would not. So I, I don't want that to happen. Why would you not want that? Why would I want to see Luka drop 50 on my oh, favorite team? I thought you said I'm I thought you just said Luke Kennard. I don't know where my Why would was. why would I say Luke Kennard dropping 50? I, I thought for some reason you were just in a zone where you think Luke is gonna drop 50. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. We'll I'll take that for sure. Well, I mean, we would we would like to see it, but no, we're gonna see Luca drop 50 and we're gonna like it because that's what no, we're no, Luca will not drop 50 on us. Okay, he might. Be talking trash, even no, but he will not. We're we're gonna. I hope I hope Ty Lewis has exactly what Popovich says, and we stick to it, and we limit him to under fifty. Yeah, well, he said that, and then he dropped fifty one. So we'll see how that goes for us. Um, oh, that's that one's gonna stress me out for sure. Seeing the step backs and the slow steps and the pain. Oh, we'll just don't worry. We'll throw a zoo at him, and then we'll take care of everyone else. So that will be, that will be. Actually, I wonder if we're gonna do that again. It it kind of worked last year when we did it. Yeah, it just takes everyone out. It just throws the rhythm off because they want to go one on or they'll because he'll just want to attack a mismatch the whole game, and then um, it kind of ruins their ball movement. So if you don't send a double, they can't play out of that and get man advantages. So yeah, that'll be tough. Seeing them against Jokic twice in the next week and a half, seeing them against Jokic and Doncic in the next five games is going to give me so much stress. Oh and my god! I don't goodness. know if I'm ready for it. Oh my God, that's that's gonna be brutal. I believe though. I believe we're we're keeping the positivity alive. We're gonna we're gonna go three and two. Just wait. Just wait. Well, I hope so. Backs are against the wall. We're on a three game losing streak. We're gonna have a sense of urgency in the next next few games. All right. Well, famous last words. We'll see how that ends up. But anyway, guys, 
that is going to do it for us. Thank you again for tuning in. Um, we really appreciate your listens. Thank you for making the Ralph Waller episode, the most listened to podcast episode of all time uh, for us. And probably <laughs> out, of any, no, out of any podcast ever in the history. Yeah, of the universe. That, it, we're bigger than every podcast ever. So that's all thanks to you guys. Um, go get his book as well. It was a great listen. If you guys want to listen to it again, it's on our streaming services. Um, so um as always like us and subscribe jack where can these people find you the lovely people can find me at jack clippers on twitter and at jack.coglin on instagram thank you lovely people all right and then you guys can find me at courtside underscore clips on twitter and i'll give them my instagram now too because i'm actually posting clipper stuff you can go hey. on john underscore lee 12 on instagram if you want to see pictures oh my god are you finally a public account I am a public account now. Let's go! The day finally came. I'm gonna get two followers from this, and I won't, and I'll be so happy. That's all <laughs> I need is those two followers. I'll shout you guys out next pod too if it if it actually happens. Oh, that's a good idea. I doubt it, but anyway, guys, thank I, you. I'll again. take the over on two. I'll take the over on two followers. I'm taking the under, but anyway, guys, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you next time. As always, go Clips. <laughs>